What's going on? Welcome into the Sharp Angle Podcast. On today's show, we'll wrap up the Premier League. It it, uh, just got done yesterday. We're about six weeks out from the start of next season, but I'm going to give a grade for the top six teams, and we'll take a look at the bottom three who have been relegated. Let's do it. This is the Sharp Angle. Every day on your favorite podcast player. Special thanks to Sportsbet MVP, online sportsbetmvp.ag, one of the best online sports books available. And I've talked about this. If you guys don't have more sports books to shop at, if you don't have at least three different books, you're doing yourself a disservice. Start making more money today by shopping more lines. And I highly recommend adding Sportsbet MVP. Give them a follow on Twitter at Sportsbet. Uh, what is it? <laughs> at uh, Sportsbet underscore MVP. Sportsbet underscore MVP on Twitter, online, sportsbetmvp.ag. All right, so on today's show, like I said, we'll wrap up the Premier League. The Premier League uh, just got done yesterday, and man, that last round, that that round 38 is always so crazy. But uh, I'll give a grade for the top six teams. We will let you guys know who has been relegated. And uh, yeah, I mean, look, the difference in finishing three or four or four and five may not seem like a lot, but it is. First of all, there's monetary uh, incentives, right? If you finish first overall, you you get the most prize money in the league. If you finish second, you get the second most, all the way down to the 20th team. So finishing 11th is much better than finishing 12th, which is much better than finishing 13th, so on and so forth. The reason is the money your team gets back in earnings. Second of all, the top six teams in the Premier League get to play European soccer next season. The top four make the Champions League. Number five and number six make uh, the Europa League. So it's a really big deal to finish top six, but you better believe it, it's a much bigger deal to finish top four. So we're going to give a grade for all teams in the top six, but we'll do that after we talk about who got relegated. Because let's just start there. Because there were three teams who get relegated every year, right? Number 18, number 19, number 20. The worst three teams are relegated. Well, number 20, Norwich City, I think we all saw coming from a mile away, right? I mean, they weren't very good this year. They didn't adapt their style of play. For God's sakes, they won five games all season long. They were 5, 6, and 27. Five wins, six draws, 27 losses. Uh, That wasn't a big surprise. We knew that was going to happen. That was locked up a couple weeks ago. Great. I am surprised with both number 19 and number 18. Now, here's the thing. At some point, you're just going to have to have three teams. It's not like, oh, well, this team's too good to be relegated. Look, if they finish bottom three, then they should be relegated. But it's just astounding to me that Wofford and Bournemouth are those two teams. It's crazy to me that Wofford and Bournemouth are relegated. These are two very, very good teams, I believe. I mean, I want to see some odds. They should both be overwhelming favorites to get back in the Premier League next year if they can keep their teams largely intact. Now, you've heard me talk about Watford, and I understand they didn't look good to end the year, right? I mean, this team won eight games all season long, had 10 draws in there. But Watford, I believe, had a stretch during the season, similar to the number 18 team, had a stretch that they just couldn't escape from during the end of the year. And when they needed to win at the end of the year, they couldn't put anything together. They looked bad their last couple games. Watford is not that bad, though. I mean, on paper, and and look, this is why you play the games. Not everything is on paper, but on paper, Watford has, like, seven players who should absolutely be in the Premier League. Like, Watford is a talented team. Once they get Gerald uh, De back, too, from injury, 
watch out because again, if they can keep their team together, they will do damage next year in the premier in the uh, championship in the EFL. Um, so you know, I, I think it's disappointing season for Watford. I'm not giving grades for these bottom three teams, obviously, but it was massively disappointing this year. You know, they have a team that should finish right around 15, I think, right? 15, 14, 13. The fact that they're relegated is crazy to me, but they're going to be down next year. Again, if they can keep a lot of those same guys, watch for Watford to be storming back because, yes, it's great to play in the Premier League. Yes, your team will have more money. That way you can make more money and your teammates around you can make more money. But the thing is, it's not the worst, it's not the worst season in the world if you have to win, you know, 28 games, 30 games, dominate your league, and then work your way back into the Premier League. You know, that's okay. I think I could see Troy Deeney sticking around. I could see a lot of those better players, you know, for, for Watford sticking around. And they also need to make some changes. You know, let's not act like Watford is completely set right now to just get back in the Premier League and win. They have some changes to make. I think Will Hughes has run his time. I mean, talk about a player who you could count on for years and last half of this season who looks like he doesn't belong on the field. You know, Craig Dawson, very, very reliable defender, and then he drops the ball last half of the season. I, there are so many players that do, I think, not so many, but there's a couple players who need to be replaced, just need to hit that refresh button. But besides that, Troy Deeney, like I said, Gerald DeLafayu, uh, uh Kapuye in midfield, uh, DeCorier midfield. I mean, come on, guys. This isn't Ben Foster in goal, right? They, I'm not sure if they're going to keep Ben Foster. But this is a good team. And if they stay together, if they're motivated, watch out. They're going to do some damage next year in the EFL. Number 18 in the Premier League, AFC Bournemouth. This team I did sort of expect to go down just because of how far they were a couple weeks ago behind. But again, similar to Watford, I mean, I don't think Bournemouth is a team that should be relegated. I think on paper, they certainly deserve to be in the Premier League. I have both Bournemouth and Watford substantially better than Aston Villa. You know, I actually have them both better than... Than, than West Ham, which actually maybe I need to redo, you know, some of those West Ham ratings because they look good to end the year. That, that there's no doubt about that. But the issue is we all remember what we saw last. I mean, West Ham didn't lose a game their last four: two wins, two draws. But it's very interesting when you look at statistics, when you look at probability, when you look at people who do this for a living on a mass mass scale. You know, for insurance companies, for medicine, things like that. Look, they understand the law of large numbers. How you don't overly magnify what happened last right now if there's a certain reason to magnify what happened last let's say you're doing some experiment and the temperature change for the last you know uh 10 rounds of the experiment well obviously you're going to want to note that that may be a reason why the experiment's different right in sports betting for some reason we have this massive overreaction for what happened last there's this huge recency bias in sports betting even though sports betting and probability are like the same thing like you can't win in my opinion betting sports if you don't use some element of statistics and probability over the long run you just can't do it so it's, it's just so funny Everyone else who does this for a living seems to understand the value of numbers, but then sports bettors who do this for a living want to overvalue what they've seen last. Again, if there's a reason to think that something may be different, a coaching change, an injury, that's fine. Then the variables have changed. Then you should expect something different. But for Wofford, aside from that injury to Gerald De Lafayette, which happened a long time ago, people want to see, people want to react on what they've seen last. 
Same thing with Bournemouth. Same thing with Villa. Same thing with West Ham. I guarantee you West Ham is not as good as a lot of people think they are today just for the simple fact that they didn't lose in the last four games they played. There's probably a lot of listeners who made money off West Ham. They had a big win against Chelsea, right? This is These are all... Uh, factors to overvalue a certain team. I guarantee you going forward, if there were another five games, I would be fading West Ham because they would be hugely overrated both by you guys and by the market simply because of what's happened the last four games. So my point is, don't just look at the last couple of games. You have to look at things from a ma- from an overall point of view. How did they begin the season, middle season, end the season? Obviously, the break, the coronavirus break, had a huge impact on every team. Maybe it impacted some players different, some teams different, right? Maybe a lot of these guys were in an area that were massively infected. They couldn't train. They couldn't get out. And other people were free to train and be around people at will. It was a very weird time to just grade these teams in their last five, six games, I think is very, very unfair. Look at Newcastle. We're not really talking the middle of the table during uh, today's show, but Newcastle finished 13th. They didn't win a game. Their last like seven or eight. Newcastle's a good team. They just didn't adjust well after the break. So you can't react on just what you saw last, okay? You, you, you can't do it. We all get into a habit of, of doing that far too often, and you can't. But I digress. Back to the, the standings. Uh, Bournemouth finished 18th, and I think that this is a very good team, but just like Watford, I think Bournemouth should be a favorite to come up next year. You talk about I talked about Watford's talent. Bournemouth may be more talented than Watford. You talk about players who should be in the Premier League, and you hope they end up sticking around next season, but I mean, we're talking about guys like Diego Rico. Nathan Ake, who's probably a top 10 defender in the entire Premier League. Philip Billing, great young new midfielder. I mean, Aaron Ramsdale, their goalie. (laughs) There are players who may want to leave, who may want to stay in the Premier League, but if they can keep their team intact, just like Watford, look for Bournemouth to do some serious damage next year and be a favorite to get back up. I really think Bournemouth and Watford should be overwhelming favorites next year. So those are the three teams who are relegated. Norwich City... Watford, and AFC Bournemouth. Now, let's go to the top of the table, the top six teams. I'm going to now give a grade for every team in the top six and let you guys know how I think they did this season. At least how they did compared to their expectations. Number one, Liverpool. They get an A+. They had a great year, 32 wins, three draws, three losses. They were on track to beat Man City's uh, overall season record, but they didn't do that. Uh, but look, they end the year 99 points, one of the best teams right now in the world, if you ask me, the best team in the world, and they made a, a statement this year. Will it be tough for them to repeat? Absolutely. Will it be historically unprecedented? Absolutely. But they need to come back next year with the same fire they entered this season with. Number two, Man City. We're going to give Man City a C plus. I think Man City had a very, very down year. Look, Man City's about as good as Liverpool. Now, I have Liverpool slightly above Man City, slightly ahead Man City, but these two teams are on the same level. For Man City to finish almost 20 points behind Liverpool is an embarrassment. They had more goals in Liverpool. They only gave up two fewer goals in Liverpool. This team, if you look at a Pythagorean-based system, is just as good as the Reds. Yet they gave up. They lost a lot of games they shouldn't have. For for Man City to have as many losses as the Wolverhampton Wanderers, that's an embarrassment. That is a joke. That is something Man City should not be proud of. By the way, we're not talking Champions League, but if you guys want some value... I like Man City in the Champions League. But Man City, C+. uh, I think they had some bad stretches during the year, and they should have finished a lot higher in the points. Number three on the table, Man United. Uh, Man United gets an A. 
I mean, talk about a team that was floundering for a couple of years. Let me tell you something. Man United in early January was plus 120 in the, in the sports book, plus 120 not to make the top four, but to make the top six. I mean, they were so far back in the table halfway through the year. Now, I know this is a grade for the full season long, but Man United had some injury concerns to start the year. I think Ole Gunnar Solisgaard really took that leap this year, right? I mean, coming into this season, there were still question marks. I don't think there's any question marks about this guy after this season. So during the year, he progressed more than any other manager in the Premier League. And then look at their overall talent. Look how they were able to end the season. I mean, I don't know how long it was since they've had a loss. I know it certainly wasn't the last five games. Let's see here. And we're talking in the Premier League. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. My God, twelve. These are all Premier League games. Uh, 13, 14, 15 games ago, they had a loss against Burnley. Okay? They have now gone 14 games without a loss. That is how good teams end the season right? That is how elite teams end the year with the exclamation point. Man United deserves to be playing European soccer. They certainly deserve to be in the Champions League next year, and I'm glad they locked that up. They ended the season with 66 points, and actually, I think the defense is one of the things that surprised me the most. If you look at just the how many goals they allowed this year, they didn't allow, excuse me, they allowed the least goals in the entire league behind Liverpool and Man City. And that's one thing we often don't talk about with Man United. So this team deserves a lot of credit. They get an A in my rating. Man United, third overall in the in the uh, Champions League, or in the uh, <laughs> Premier League. All right, number four, Chelsea. This is a weird rating because they finished fourth. They're in the Champions League. But I believe Chelsea should start to be looked at in between Liverpool, Man City, and then these other elite teams. Because right now there's a gap. Liverpool, Man City... And then there's sort of that other cluster of teams. You could put Man United, Chelsea, Tottenham, Arsenal, uh, Leicester. They all kind of belong in this next group of teams. I think Chelsea is starting to separate themselves from that group, or at least I believe they should have done that this season. Now, like I just said, if you've watched Man United play the last half of the or, you know the last half of the year, you probably think that they should be that team, which I'm not going to argue if, if if you think that's the case. But Chelsea this year started off in my opinion, with higher expectations. Started off, and they should have been the slightly better team, and I think they kind of floundered a little bit through the year. They gave up 54 goals. We just talked about Man United giving up 36. While Chelsea's, you know, doesn't hang their hat on defense, you expect a much better showing than that defensively. But they did what it took to finish top four. We're going to give Chelsea a B-minus rating here. I think they could have been a lot better, certainly. So we're not going to give them an A. But again, they didn't fall back. They didn't finish with Europa in the Europa League. They won when they needed to win, especially yesterday uh, on the road at the Wolverhampton Wanderers. So Chelsea, number four overall, uh, you know, decent rating there, B minus, but uh, good season overall. They finished in the Premier League or in the Champions League next year. Uh, just not really impressed with how they played this year. All right, uh, number five, number five, number five, Leicester City. Oh, boy, here we go, Leicester. All right, Leicester gets an F. I know it doesn't sound right because they finished fifth. They finished with European soccer. But, I mean, this is the biggest disappointment this season. Now, for Leicester's grade, I will admit, I'm going heavy on the last half of the year, and I just did a little rant about why you guys shouldn't overly 
put the magnifying glass on any one point in the season, right? There's no reason why the first game should have that little value compared to the last game. But for a team like Leicester, who just completely turned it off in the middle of the season, it's not necessarily about them having the great beginning of the year because it doesn't mean anything if you can't hang on and, and, and have an equally, at least decent, end of the year to finish what you started. For Leicester... To have, I think it was a 14-point cushion in January. Remember when we talked about Man United being way down there in the rankings, plus 120 to make the top six? That's when Man United went on their run. That's when they didn't lose 14 in a row. It was around that same time in the year that Leicester was 14 points ahead of the next team from fourth to fifth. They had a huge gap in the ratings. And now they've fallen all the way back. They didn't even make the Champions League. This season was a monumental failure for Leicester. I don't care what anybody else says. Leicester City dropped the ball in a major, major way this year. I mean, I I thought they were clearly the third best team there for, for a long time in the season. And they were playing spe- tremendous soccer. I mean, they were playing great soccer for a long time. And then it just went away. Brendan Rodgers doesn't want to take the blame. Vardy doesn't want to take the blame. A couple injuries here or there. So many people pushing excuses off to the next person. When really, it was everybody. And I don't want to hear about the injury to uh, uh, James Madison. You know? I mean, I understand he's been out for a couple games, but you got to overcome one injury. You just have to be able to. All these teams have injuries at certain places, right? You have to be able to overcome that. And Lester just let it completely kill him. And I also want to say, James Madison wasn't out for that long. He was only out for like the last five or six games. It's not like he was out the last half the season, okay? Leicester City had a real opportunity this year, and they completely blew it. I think that their fans should be disappointed. I think every supporter, everyone on the team, the coaching staff, everyone should be massively disappointed. And again, what I'm reading from Brendan Rodgers, he's like, yeah, it's okay. We'll get him next year. Next year is going to be a real chance to... No, no. Your real chance to do anything was to get one win your last six games. Well, two wins your last six games, and you got one. And some bad losses in there, too. I mean, Leicester had no business losing to to, to, to Bournemouth, right? To Everton when they played them. I mean, they, they're drawing against against Brighton. They're, they're, they're drawing against Arsenal, who had a red card that game. Leicester City... Terrible results to end the year. They should have done so much better. If anyone wants to pat them on the back because they made European soccer, you can do that. We won't. I thought it was a horrible year for Leicester City. They end five overall. And number six, the Tottenham Hotspur. We're actually going to give Tottenham a B. Uh, They had a really, really bad middle stretch of the season there, but then they bring over Jose Mourinho. You know what I think of him as a manager. Very, very good manager. And they fight and claw their way back to the top six. Jose Mourinho got a lot of shit for celebrating after they locked up the top six their last game. I think it's a great thing. I think what happened was Jose Mourinho goes into Tottenham. They're sitting around, what, I think they were probably 10th or so, 9th or 10th when he got hired. And they have a goal. Guys, let's fight our way back. Let's make European soccer and then look to do some damage next year. They did exactly what they wanted to. They accomplished their goals. They made European soccer. By again, you talk about teams finishing when it matters. They didn't lose a Premier League game. And, or 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12. Uh, they had one loss their last 12 Premier League games. Okay, So you would talk about ending well. And Tottenham did not look like classic Tottenham. That's what I'm going to be interested to see next year. How much of this new Jose Mourinho style do they take in the next season or how much do they try and attack? Because what we saw Tottenham do was really give up possession of the ball those last 12 or so games when they were doing much better. Tottenham went from a team who needed to dominate possession to a team who really wanted to counterattack, it looked like. So 
I was surprised the way Tottenham ended the year, and maybe that is due to some of their success, is they just came out with a completely different game plan and surprised everyone. But Tottenham overall, you have to give them a B. I think that they they had a very good season. 16 wins, 11 draws, 11 losses. Not ideal for the Tottenham Hotspur, but from where they were to where they ended, you have to give them some credit there. And a lot of that, of course, is due to Jose Mourinho. So, uh, yeah, that does it for uh, today's show. Again, top six goes Liverpool 1, Man City 2, Man United 3, Chelsea 4. Those teams will be in the Champions League next year. Leicester City 5th, Tottenham number 6. Those teams will be in the Europa League next year. And relegated Bournemouth, Watford, and Norwich City. You'll be hearing us cap them in the EFL next season. And just to let everyone know who's coming up from the EFL, we're going to get guaranteed Leeds United and West Brom. There is still a tournament to be uh, d- to decide the third team coming up. Now, Swansea beat Brentford yesterday, so it's probably going to be either Swell. Let's not leave Brentford out. It's going to be Swansea, Brentford, or Fulham, or uh, Cardiff City. Those two play today. Kind of like the Fulham Lily Whites in that one. All right, everyone, thanks for listening. We'll talk to you tomorrow on The Sharp Angle. This is The Sharp Angle. Every day on your favorite podcast player.